Welcome to the Let's Do Video podcast. I'm David Maldo, and today we're going to talk about Infocom 2015, some of the key trends we saw this year. I'm joined by Daryl Hutchings, the CEO of Collaboration Squared, providers of the Uvaity Video as a Service. Um, and we're meeting over at uh, Uvaity today. Uh, Daryl, thanks for joining us. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, no problem. Hi, David. Uh, great to be here, and thanks for inviting me to the show. So, um, yeah, my name is Daryl Hutchings. I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders of Collaboration Squared. Um, my, myself uh, and my business partner's background are both ex uh, Intercall uh, on the sales team, so we come primarily from an audio web conferencing background. And then uh, seven years ago, we decided to set up our own business and uh, started off by being a reseller of audio and web conferencing. And that served us very well as we started up in Asia and then grew to Europe and then over here into the U.S., uh, but a couple of years ago, we were looking at the market and products out there and uh, wanted to see you know, what, what's next on the horizon. And uh, that's when we decided to change from being a reseller and become a service provider uh, and then launch uh, the UIT service, which uh, you know all about. Thanks, Daryl. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that because it really helps uh, me to understand the perspective you bring, which is I usually talk to people who have been in video for a million years. You know conferencing. You come from the conferencing world and you understand the, the infrastructure that needs to go behind it and the way people communicate. And bringing that knowledge to the video space really brings something different. So uh, again, thanks for being here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And let's dig into that first big trend. And that trend was, it was almost a lack of a trend. There was no revolution. There was no magic technology that everyone was circling around that was gonna disrupt and change the universe. It seems as though our industry has figured it out. Everyone's growing, everyone's smiling, everyone's improving upon what they had last year, but they're not reinventing themselves over and over and over again, which for, for me is great to see. And as someone breaking into the industry, previously when people broke into our industry, they would come in and say, everyone's doing it wrong, this industry is a mess, I see the right way I'm going to fix it. Is that what you're doing, or do you just say, hey, this is, this is working, but I can do it a, a little bit better? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And uh, as an outsider looking in from the past, uh, I used to see that um, uh, audio conferencing was one product, web conferencing was another, video conferencing was another, and they're all very separate. And then things like Microsoft Link came along, and no one knew what the hell to do with that. So uh, what I'd say is that, yeah, they all work well independently, but not so well together. And uh, uh, basically... To answer your question, I, I feel that yeah, the, the, the solutions and endpoints and infrastructure are in, in place in, in, and they're working well in specific customer environments, but really the, the challenge that, that we're trying to solve and where I think there's definitely a massive opportunity uh, is the interoperability of getting it all to work to, together well. But, uh, but yeah, it's a mature market, people understand video conferencing, they understand it from their consumer side with uh, FaceTime and Hangouts and Skype. So. Uh, the adoption rate, I think, is really kind of what is the, the new wave of uh, video conferencing and bringing in mobile devices into uh, existing infrastructure. Yeah, it, as, as you're saying that, I'm thinking all of these things that you're talking about, we used to think were so hard and we couldn't imagine, you know, some of it we could make it work, but it was a lot of work to make it work. And now we take it for granted that, yeah, I'm talking to you on video, I have you on audio, I can IM you in the same client. Uh, whatever it is I want to do, it's a lot easier. All of these things, mobile, I can, I can be, I, I, I'm on my desktop now, but I could be on my iPad or my, my iPhone or whatever. And, and those parts of the, those parts of the puzzle, we, we kind of take for granted. We've, we've solved those problems. So now it's just, uh, 
I guess, a matter of wrapping it up in a way that's the best fit for our users. Definitely. I think the, the biggest trend that I, was, that I was seeing at the show, one of the biggest trends, was the huddle room. Uh, and to be clear, I'm almost worried that the huddle room might give the, the wrong perspective because it's not necessarily a tiny little, you know, we're all going to huddle together. It's just, I think it's more about the use than the size of the room. Uh, the old, we used to talk about meeting room video conferencing. We're talking about the boardroom scenario. We're talking about the once a week, talking about the work that was done before and planning for the next week. As opposed to the huddle room, it's more about the work that's being done there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. And uh, we, uh, I was uh, a part of an IMCC track uh, around this subject of uh, uh, the kind of merger of AV and IT and the responsibilities in different size rooms. It was a really interesting conversation that we had there. Uh, and yeah, one of the big trends that we're seeing is the, the move from boardroom video conferencing only to video conferencing in, in every meeting room. And, uh, and like you said, the workflow that comes with that. And uh, regardless of if it's a large room or a small room, it, it's changing significantly and uh, potentially you know, changing some of the, the AV resources required to, to fit out that room because you know, before it used to take a lot of work to, to fit out a boardroom and make sure it had video conferencing in and everything worked well, whereas now it's becoming a hell of a lot easier with different devices and, and also multifunctional devices is an interesting one. So um, I don't want to plug too much, but you know, we just launched the UBIT room service and uh, one of the interesting things we found is that you know, the goal with this product is not to, not to replace video conference endpoints. You now we believe there's a lot of value in customers that already have uh, Cisco endpoints, Polycom endpoints, lifesize endpoints, um, but we found that customers can only put those in a certain percentage of rooms uh, because of the cost involved. Uh, and so generally it was around about 10%, and so there was 90% of the rooms that didn't have video conferencing in. But also when we surveyed those customers, we found out that uh, most of them already had a multifunctional PC or Mac uh, in that meeting room connected to a display, uh, and they were using it for other purposes. So they are using it for uh, you know, local presentations, they are using it for file storage, they are using it for uh, joining traditional web conferences without video. Uh, and so we saw that as an opportunity to say, well, look, we have this fantastic um, uh, app you can download and use uh, for, for PC and Mac. Why don't we assign a login specifically to the meeting room? Uh, and then it becomes a fully-fledged video conference endpoint if you add a, a USB uh, microphone, uh, speaker, and webcam, uh, and off you go. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, Ubiety Room because it really does tie into this whole huddle room thing. Uh, one of my concerns is... The users aren't going to wait. I don't think they're going to wait for the IT guy and they're going to wait for the IV guy to, to set things up correctly because there's so many readily available tools. We have our iPads, we have our tablets, we have our, our laptops. Um, and, and do it yourself. Everyone likes to do it yourself. And if the tools are there, and my concern is that they won't get the right experience. And they'll have a laptop and everyone will be literally huddling around it. It won't be comfortable. It won't capture what you need to capture. It won't capture the tools. And they're going to say, hey, you know what, video still isn't right, and we'll go back to using the phone for another 10 years. I want, I want the users to do it right. And, and I do understand the appeal of a software room system. Like you said, if I have my PC sitting in the room already, it's, it's running Excel, it's running whatever I need to show on the screen, why not put the video on there as well? But if they just put a, a webcam up there in Skype, it's really not going to be, it's not going to be right. And, and I want to help the users understand What's the value of running Ubiety Room and making it a software room system as opposed to just 
walking in with my Ubiety account and logging in as David and making a, a desktop call from a meeting room. Sure. Great, great question. So um, uh, I guess it comes down to the workflow and getting the meeting started and, and efficient and uh, uh, making sure it works as described. Like you said, I mean, so some customers have the approach of uh, you know, have a display, have a USB webcam, and then you plug that in and use your own software of choice uh, to, to then make that call. But what we found is that um, uh, there's lots of mistakes that happen when you do that. Uh, they're trying to manage USB peripherals. Uh, and a video conferencing software is fine for experienced users like you and I, but for the vast majority of people who are still trying to get to grips with it, uh, they generally make mistakes. And then, like you said, it's a poor quality of experience that comes through in the call. And they say, right, well, I'm not doing this. I'll just do it at my desk or no, I'll revert back to audio. So that there's that point there. Uh, and then in terms of like the meeting room PC that's dedicated and, and has the USB peripherals uh, connected to it, uh, the, the fact that they already the, the uh, device is already logged in uh, with its own identity um, makes it a lot easier. So first of all, you can just do ad hoc calling. So you can walk in that meeting room and say, right, I want to call from this Ubiety room to that Ubiety room, uh, or you know, from this Ubiety room to that video conference endpoint, or multi-way just on the fly escalation. So you know, that's a, a big use case that uh, that we're seeing a lot of, and obviously how people used to use traditional video conferencing anyway. Um, and then also joining into the virtual meeting rooms. So whether that be one of our UIT virtual meeting rooms or uh, you know one of their, their other bridge uh, virtual meeting rooms, yeah, they can just go to new call, they can type the ID, and then off they go, they're in. Uh, so it's very much a kind of uh, ease of use, get into a meeting, and then uh, you know, because of our software, it's still extremely high quality uh, versus uh, other platforms out there to get into those calls. You know, it, as you were explaining this, it, it finally clicked in my mind. What, what we're doing is we're taking the, the, the hard, hard lessons that we learned from the meeting rooms and we're, we're really applying it to the software rooms because we learned in the meeting rooms if you, you put a traditional endpoint in there and you leave a remote control, the users right, are going to be 15 minutes late to every meeting because they can't dial the thing. It, it was hard. It's not the user's fault. Uh, and what we did is we learned is take it away from the user's you know, give give control to the IT people, the AV people. It's their job to make sure the meeting goes right. So put it under their control. Let them have the tools to to manage it properly. And all of a sudden, the meeting started working all the time. So yeah, we could just say, hey, walk into the room and use Skype and make your call. Uh, but we all know what's going to happen. But if the IT guys have a software room system, now it's their world. Now they're running it. Now they can schedule it. They can do this with it. They could do that with it. Whatever whatever they need to do. Anything that's on that PC, they, got, they, they can manage it, uh, and that basically protects the users. And I see you got a, a setup behind you, and it's the familiar tools we all use, a small fa uh, form factor PC, uh, one of the newer um, uh, Logitech cameras. Yeah, so this one's the, the Conference Cam Connect, and it retails at around about $500. Uh, so this is a really nice, compact all-in-one in a, in a uh, medium-sized meeting room. Uh, then, yeah, Logitech have got the uh, CC9000, I think it is, for the larger rooms with the separate uh, USB speaker. Um, but, yeah, I also like um, uh, some of the cameras from Video. Uh, I think they've done a great job. And there's the new uh, Video Clearwater as well, which you can add the software to for you buy to, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then things like Huddle, Huddle, uh, Huddle Room um, uh, HD as well. I like their cameras for large meeting rooms too. And they've got some new interesting wireless uh, USB cameras. So... So yeah, the, the great thing about this type of setup and whether it's our software or something else uh, is the ability to uh, configure it as you see fit you know, for that room, whether it be a small room or a big room. So I think that's 
that's a very important thing about a software-based approach as well. Excellent. And, and I'd like to get a little bit more into how we work with these platforms. That's another fun thing I'm seeing today is it's not just, oh, these platforms are available. You know, I have the resources to, to be a service provider. I'm going to take it and, and resell it. Uh, it's more than just putting the Ubiety name on Akano. Akano uh, is known for its open APIs and, and its uh, you know, access to developers. So you could really, you could really do some fun stuff, uh, more than just adding bells and whistles. And I know you've been really focusing on that. So do you want to uh, could you share with us some of the uh, advances you've been making to the Econo platform to make it more and try to keep ahead of your competitors? Because you're not the only one out there, you know, working with the Econo platform. Um, so I, we already talked about the Abidi Room. Uh, are there any others that you could share with us at this time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I think on the on the commercial side, uh, you know, we made it very very attractive for customers, both in terms of price point, the flexibility, and then. Also, the scale, you know, the fact uh, when, when we go into enterprise deals and customers can purchase our service and essentially have unlimited capacity. So, you purchase 100 hosts, you get 100 way call in, you purchase 1,000 hosts, you get 1,000 way call in. Uh, you know, that's phenomenal compared to what anyone else has been able to do before. So, you know, there's some commercial and obviously infrastructure uh, decisions we made behind the scenes that, that make that possible. And uh, not many people have figured that one out just yet. So, we're ahead of the game on that. Um, apart from that, there's uh, our kind of management layer over the top of uh, the economy platform. So uh, the, you know, the provisioning, the um, account management for customers, the reporting, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making a big difference there. Uh, and then there's uh, the, the API uh, side ourselves. So uh, this is more of a future, but yeah, the ability for customers to have their own uh, booking engine uh, and then call to API for us to... Uh, create virtual meeting rooms and schedule them for certain times and then uh, things like uh, API for, for uh, account creation and all those good things. So, you know, the, the future is very much API driven and uh, interestingly someone the other day told me this and I, I found it a really interesting statement is they felt that uh, APIs are basically the, the new thing going forward everyone has to happen. You think of it like in the day before people had websites, like now you can imagine what people you know, having a company without a website. And it's going to be the same in terms of a company that hasn't got APIs is not going to be successful. So I think that's a big part of the future too. You know, I always thought of APIs in terms of you know, a platform having good APIs so the service provider can customize it. But pushing it down another level to the customers, that's that's something else. And and what a great way to wrap up this session. I mean, it really ties into to my big or one of my big takeaways from Infocom, which is uh, users don't want to adapt to the tools. They want the tools to complement their preferred workflow it's all part of making it easier. So thanks again for joining me, Daryl. You can learn more and you can demo Ubiety at ubiety.me. And please check out letsdovideo.com. I recently published a three-piece uh, series on Infocom with my thoughts on the trends, the educational sessions, and a close look at about 20 vendors. So please check that out. And of course, please sign up for our newsletter uh, to keep up on all the latest news in the space. Thanks.